0: This is just winging it. I'm John Abdella. And I'm Batman. <laughs> are and you, I'm Patrick? Do you, I don't, do I don't you know just say I "Batman"? I, I'm
1: Batman. <laughs> That's my new branding campaign.
0: How are y'all, Fannie's doing out there? What up, Fanny Oh, actually,
1: Darren. Oh, what was what was the suggestion? Oh man, we gonna. Yeah, call... you're right.
0: We got a. Su- I, I remember what it was. So we got a suggestion for a little background here. We used the word "Fannies" last week. Um, what up, Fanny? There's already been like a change.org <laughs> petition to get us to stop using that word <laughs> at this point because it's such an awful one, Yeah, a way terrible. of referring to you, the listener. Um, so your friend Darren posted uh, the idea of winglets. Winglets, that's what winglets it was, winglets. being yeah. the new thing then, that we and then, call And our then fans. he linked uh,
1: stamps.com to the website. So I think we're going to go right. with that. Yeah, winglets. Okay, Fanny. How are all you winglets doing put, out there? Yo, what up, winglets? Keep flapping. Winglets. Wingers. Um, Keep winging it, man. Keep winging it. So I feel I got to be totally out in the open. We're, so first off, for those of you listening to this, yeah. the winglets, uh, we're both sick on this episode. I'm getting over a, honestly, a debilitating bout with a stomach virus, which I'll tell you about So. Be, in be ready great, to meet that great thing. Detail. Yeah, it was, Careful been bad. if you're listening to this uh, in a public place. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, don't listen. Just don't listen to it. Um, <clears throat> Do
0: people listen to this in a public place on like with their speakers just like going? You know, people I just, wonder.
1: Like, Go sit in the park with like a yeah, boombox yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: just like play.
1: Just wing it. <laughs>
0: Man, <laughs> boom, 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 don't you miss boomboxes? Boom, boom boom, boom, boom. Just like the, the idea of people carrying.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, I mean, folks. Well, so there's been kind of a couple waves of this. There's been the Bluetooth speaker thing. Like, the, oh, the, that's true. The Jambox, the Jambox, and now kind of like has launched this whole sub industry. Yeah. But also, actual, like, analog 80s boomboxes... Cassette are tapes? Coming, yeah, with actual cassette tapes... Wow. Uh, ...are coming back a little bit on vogue. That being said, they're super expensive, of course, but, like... Yeah. But, like, two years ago, I was like, you know what? I, I really miss the, the image of, like, those giant Sony Hi-Fi... Right? You know, just, like, these... D- gargantuan sub- on loopers. someone's shoulder yeah mm-hmm. and i was like i want to get one and i go to ebay and they're like three thousand dollars <laughs> i'm like this would have been 30 bucks in 2007 <laughs> it's you know? true that's so yeah this is gonna be an interesting world. episode we're and you both, have a cold we're both too. sick
0: yeah i've got yeah. some cold from the kids some viral thing you know going yeah. on i think it's that's all it is so so this should be an interesting one we're gonna find out you do i sound really a little sad. gruffer is it adding some intrigue to my voice
1: you sound like batman <laughs> i'm not wearing hockey pads Um, Oh, something else that we should say before I get into my disgusting story (laughs) is at the end of this episode, we have a special guest appearance by Doug, the physicist. You're going to want to hear this, guys. Who uh, will, we're going to find out, perhaps prove or disprove the possibility of people levitating. Which is something that came up, as you remember, a couple of episodes back. So, so stay yeah. tuned for that. Um, it's going to be super exciting. And then next episode, we're going to actually unpack some of the things that he said, because this podcast has no central focus to it.
0: I mean, I'm it honestly, be- <laughs> I say, fuck it. Let's just go. Let's just make this a podcast about defying gravity. Yeah, I, 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 I love mean, that it song. still works. Just winging it. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep winging This, this, it's all purpose. You yeah. know, we we have so many ways we can go with this. So. That's true because
1: it, it's amazing what you can do when you have no idea what you're doing. Just let us know what you want, people, and we'll do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <we're-> a <laughs> We're, we're doing only. Just go what to the Facebook want. page. Tell us what you want, and you know we'll probably end up talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: it, it, literally, if you want us to talk about just screwdrivers, we can yeah. talk about screw, Phillips oh, head.
0: whole episode dedicated Hexagonal, to it. Oh, oh I, I got it, a lot yeah. of thoughts on screwdrivers. My yeah, friend. I got I got a lot of thoughts on <laughs> screwdrivers. my friend. Um, Also, we should note that you can now listen to us on Spotify. So you yes. know another place if you're on Spotify. I'm on there all the time. Frankly, it's like uh, each train ride I have to make that decision of whether I want to listen to a podcast or a, you know playlist and. It's nice to be able to do it all in one app. It is. That's a big Uh, deal. And you've been working on that a
1: while, so thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm glad that we're finally on there. So anyway, let's hear more about this
1: debilitating stomach Bug. Okay, so so I'm gonna set it. I'm gonna give you a little Chekhov's gun moment here. Okay. Oh boy. Do you know Chekhov's gun? You know, like the idea behind that? Uh, no. So Anton Chekhov is a playwright. I pretended. Did the seagull? You know? <laughs> yeah, I do that. All, I do that all the time. <laughs> I, I, I we go all like do Oh it. yeah. Oh my goodness. If of people course never Chekhov's out gun out it, moment. I think it's because they know I don't know, and they don't want to be embarrassed by I think like you for in
0: particular. Me. I feel like probably ninety percent of the conversations you have with people, that's people are responding in that way. Yeah. So you should probably <laughs> check that. It's pity. Out. Yeah. You should start probing a little bit deeper and just to see if they actually know what you're talking about. I do
1: know, but you wanted me to talk about uh, it because it's not gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, so so Chekhov's gun is this this thing that Anton Chekhov, you know, the, the idea is that if there's a gun on stage. Mm-hmm. In Act One, by the end of the play, the gun has to go off. Something oh, I've heard this before. Right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. right. So, something. It's like you don't want to have an extraneous detail in something without, So I'm going to give you the Chekhov's gun. I love so, the
0: idea behind that too. The philosophy of it. You know, the same goes for movies. Actually, like every detail, yeah, right. it's been. Th- I mean, in a good movie, the way it should be done, every single detail. There's a reason, right, that that prop is there. It's been thunk it's not about. Not just happenstance. Yeah, it's yeah. been thunk. It's been. Th- it's
1: been thunk. <laughs> um, so go on. So so the Chekhov's gun in this in this scenario is. We went to Florida, as I mentioned on the on I guess two episodes ago. Yeah. And um, before we went, we had dropped off our lizard, Peter the Dragon. Oh, right. Dragon, of course. Got to account for the lizard. Yeah. <laughs> Love that guy. Peter is his name. Okay. Peter, yeah. Peter Parker. Like Peter the Dragon. Okay. No, it's, it's after. Yeah, it's, it's the kid's name. Oh, it doesn't, right. Doesn't of necessarily course. make correlate. No, that's um, fine. And so we dropped him off uh, with my parents because my sister, whom I in the past mentioned, is a yes. is like a very herpetological inclined specialist. person, uh-huh. right? Um, but she was not going to come to Florida with us, and so she was going to take care of him. So she like pampered the shit. Out oh, of I'm him. sure. Yeah, he probably never wanted much, to leave. Oh no, he's like miserable. He was in much better shape. She like bought him a leash. She did all this incredible stuff. So he was like <laughs> very well taken care of and um, very well fed. Uh huh. For this, for the, uh-huh. fed fed perhaps more than usual. So that's that's oh, that's the that's, the, that's the, the Chekhov's gun. Okay. So um so <laughs> oh boy. So on Friday, I don't know where this is going, <clears throat> last but it's going to get ugly. I think so. So Henry had a diaper change, and I. It was one of those times where, like, it was just an immediate like, "Oh, that's uh, that's a poop! I gotta go change that." Yep. I take him upstairs, and I take the diaper off, and I actually shouted, <laughs> like, oh, just god. like it was an actual. I actually went, "Oh my god!" <laughs> because there was a, a a lake, like two or three inches deep, of of poop in his oh, diaper, and it was no. just a complete water. Had it dripped out at all ocean. yet? Isn't that amazing mm, when it's
0: like preserved in there? The lake—a lake—is the right word for it because it does become this sort of basin. Yeah,
1: there's a little ecosystem of like minnows yeah. and yeah. No, it had not spilled out, and then of course the second diaper came out. It just coated every surface in the entire bedroom, <laughs> it just, basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> was like, it's like someone released the dam, you know, yeah. and it's just all spilled out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. And so I, I I called for help. I was like, Michael, like this is going you got, all yeah, over you need the room. Yeah, reinforcements. So that she's kind like of thing. holding his feet up, and I'm trying to like kind of corral the shit. And is he
0: also wicked? Um, uh, antsy, like, well, is he moving all around? Oh, yeah, he's Does, swatting yeah. everything. That makes but it so you know, here's, hard.
1: here's what was difficult with this, is that he was not in a bad mood. Mm. And for the duration of this nightmare you're about to hear about, he was totally behaviorally fine. Yeah. He was in a super good mood. He, w- he wanted to play. But his shits were just these <laughs> titanic eruptions oh, of, like, Mount St. Helens, basically, uh-huh. level... So so this so that that was the precursor. So we thought like oh that was funny. That was that was the most intense diarrhea type we've ever seen. But like that must have been an aberration. You wow. Know? You so mentioned so
0: Mount St Helens, and I am imagining this story as like this <laughs> is the moment it starts, right? And <laughs> yeah, it's like you the... know the start of the vol- movie Volcano or one of those movies, right? <laughs> right? Where you it starts to like you start to see something horrible, and it just like leads up. To... There's been
1: like a there's like a seismic shift. I and can some, yeah. some like scientist somewhere being being like we have to alert the government, and then right. there's always some asshole who's like they don't need to know, yeah. and then and they you're all still die. The at this point, it was like, yes. all right, it's you know, he's okay. It was the asshole. This was, was a like, tough situation. It was nothing, but exactly, just because it was a catastrophic diaper change. Anyway, yeah, it, the moral of the story up front is, if there's a catastrophic diaper change, you should probably act on it. And Pay attention to the, to the poop. Pay attention to the poop. Right. Keep winging it. Brought to you by just winging it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so so that was that was the first thing. So then we go to sleep. I have a lot of very weird dreams that night. Mm. Um, like, like a lot of poop? like there was one no, but there was one where I was like tied to a thirty foot communion wafer and I was flying <laughs> through the air and I couldn't get off the communion wafer and I was like it was like a very distinct a I don't wafer. know why it was like a very distinct image. The
0: detail there I love that you even remember that kind and it was of like detail.
1: rotating very quick so when I woke up I was nauseous and I thought it was because this communion wafer my dream had been rotating
0: that sounds like divine
1: intervention
0: yeah, you, you've maybe, had yeah.
1: a moment there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the token you agnostic. You to like, like, yeah. maybe, maybe this is my moment of you know faith transformation or something. It could be. Uh, actually, just line de- up, well, flying the devil, saucer that, wafer, because I had fucking hell coming out of my butt. <laughs> so then, <laughs> that, that's the tagline no, for this kidding, podcast. Yeah, 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 foreshadowing right there. So I'm super <clears throat> nauseous the next day, mm-hmm. like super nauseous, and then Jude gets super nauseous too, mm-hmm. and the two of us just go on this three day period of. Constant dysentery like visits to the bathroom. I had a hundred three degree fever. He was at a hundred five. Oh, um, if this were Oregon Trail, this down. is the moment where <laughs> you guys would just be left. Yeah, we'd just You'd be dead died of dysentery. Yeah, exactly. And then my oxen would have forded the creek without me. It'd have been like, oh fuck! <laughs> like, no, how, how am I going to get my supplies back? <laughs> it's not happening. So, um, so we're both just super, super sick. And poor Micah is like. Uh, single-handedly keeping this family see, from I don't know if it's worse to be in
0: abyss. her position or yours when it's like that, you know, because like you're off, obviously in an awful state, but then she's, she's got to hold shit together. Right, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> and then also
1: knows that it's coming for her. She does, and the whole time it was how like, "How horrible oh, is that?" How, so you taking her temperature, you know? Yeah, yeah. I felt so bad. Um, she should have just but left. She, the but house. the whole the whole duration of this thing, she was uh, amazing. She was perfectly fine. Well, uh, you know, yeah, it's she's also I mean, of she's course. also better than me. She's right. also going to be a nurse. About this and, yeah, a lot, yeah, It's clear that she's the superior person. In the this, adult. This yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she was taking care of us. I, I couldn't even sit up. i couldn't I couldn't get out of bed. I uh, couldn't do. I couldn't even like why I was television. There a couple
0: months ago. this was me too. It's horrible thing. couldn't are even devastating. open my
1: eyes. I was just lying on the couch, just miserably crawling back and forth from the bathroom. There's some concoction in in like daycare
0: that happens, or I don't know, among these little kids and new new stomach bugs
1: are born. Yeah. That are just devastating. They just wipe tor- out terrible. whole families. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so so Henry is also jolly during this, but he's occasionally having these just these colossal things bouts of diarrhea. Um, yeah. But the whole thing comes to a head. So there's this huge. I don't know if you remember this. A huge thunderstorm. Yes. On, How could I forget? Is that Saturday night? Uh, I think it was Sunday been night. Sunday night. Yeah. It was, Sunday yeah. Yeah, right. it was Cause, insane. Cause Sunday. Sunday was the day where my fever was so bad that I was shivering all day. Oh. <laughs> it was like it was. This is so you probably trail didn't even territory. know if that thunder was real. I or did. If it I was, was still just... on the communion wafer in uh-huh. my dream because. It's yeah. a stupid... I couldn't get off this thing every time I fell asleep. And it, the thunder was so intense and the lightning was so intense. So Jude and I were basically in the sick ward of the master bedroom yep. and Micah went with Henry to go kind of comfort him in, in his bedroom at the end of the hall. And... Uh, this thunder is just like shaking the whole house, and it's so intense, and I'm so feverish. I'm like, what is even happening? Oh my God. And then in the middle of this, Jude grabs my shirt as hard as he can, and he goes, Daddy, my butthole! <laughs> oh my and I go, no. what? And then he goes, Ugh! and then he just shits all over me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm swimming Wait in my minute. son's hot poop.
0: Pause. Yeah. So he's, he's on you
1: well he was next he's, to me he's yeah. next to yeah. you and, and he just shit like right through everything he just everything turned around and wearing. started <laughs> pooping yeah and, and the poop and so I, I am frantically getting him and of oh course I still have this so I have to go too of so course. I'm like straddle. I'm like trying to like get him out of bed I'm carrying him poop's flying everywhere <laughs> I'm slipping in the poop screaming my god and there's thunder and lightning going off the <laughs> oh house is god. shaking I'm carrying my son who's pooping is horrible. on me I throw him on the toilet I get the pants off <laughs> I'm like Micah I desperately need help because I'm about to poop as well <laughs> So then she wakes up and she's like, "What is oh even happening?" God, and then Henry's screaming because it's a gonna fucking become a nurse after outside. this yeah. yeah. So Henry's screaming, Jude's pooping. We're just throwing the clothes out. I go downstairs. I take care of my business. We clean Jude up, clean the floor, oh, up, get the shower. Did going. you make it? I did make it. Yeah, All right, yeah, good, yeah. Good, See, good. I'm uh, a little bit there wasn't like in a, this moment.
0: <laughs> 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 there wasn't
1: a shit breadcrumb trail to the bathroom, <laughs> you know. All right. <laughs> now I wonder where Daddy went. <laughs> <laughs> um so we Followed finally get back footprints. to sleep. It was just it was so bad. So the so coming to the closure of this thing, oh, th- thankfully wow. we decided to go to my parents' house last uh two nights ago mm-hmm. for a little bit of help because Micah had started feeling sick. Oh, no. And we're like, we have to get we have to get some some clearance. So my parents who are wonderful people uh-huh. helped us out. And we also, while we were there, decided to finally bring Peter Parker back because we haven't been able to put him in the car because you know, since we were back from Florida, we were sick, we haven't got a chance to go yeah, 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 down yeah. there. And he's been so, fine. He wants to and stay And he was there. loving it. Yeah, he was like, had a full membership to the Green family, you know. Well, I guess he already does, but it's my parents' Green family. <laughs> and uh, so we get him in the car as we're coming back last night. And Micah is like a little bit sick, but she's kind of holding it together. We're kind of turning the corner, you know, <sighs> me and the kids. And we get in the car. Micah's holding Peter. And we drive and we're like, okay, we're going to do this. And we hit the highway and everything's good. And we're nobody's talking because we all feel a little bit nauseous. But we're like. A little you know, on edge. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of quiet. And then we just hear. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter shits all over Micah. In Are the front you seat fucking of the kidding car. me? And she goes, oh, my God, the lizard's pooping on me. And I turn and there's just herds just tumbling out oh. and I'm like, what is going on in my life right now? Good God. So we pull into a rest stop and then I'm carrying this pooping lizard outside and the salmonella poop <laughs> is flowing all over Micah's sweatshirt. <laughs> and at that point we were like, You're you know kidding? what? Let's just like sit in this parking lot and stay here until we die. Like, let's <laughs> just give up. This is no longer worth the and fight. let's just hope that death comes soon. Yeah, let's just, it'll be in a few days without water. Uh-huh. That'll be it. Anyway, so now here so I am So you guys walking you. into
0: a rest stop with a pooping lizard- yeah, what, did anyone see? You?
1: Well, there was a guy stealing <laughs> a bike, which is weird too. So, so yeah, there was like there was this guy stealing a bike. What's happening? From, I know. It was I feel so like surreal. we're already in a post apocalyptic wafer was world. flying yeah, Right. And and so like there was this fight going on between the guy that owned the gas station. I am assuming the guy mm-hmm. that owned the gas station and this guy who was like pulling a bike off of it. And the guy and they're, and they're like yelling. And You know, one of those situations where like you see something going on and and you and you don't want to get involved in it, so you kind of just avoid. Even oh, though, even though you really absolutely. need to like use the bathroom, for example. Yeah. You're like, you know what? There's like a bunch of people having a fight not to get, worth it uh-huh but we were like well you we have to because there's a lizard spraying poop all over the place <laughs> and we're also all dying yep so we like pull over and these people are yelling about this bike and i'm just like standing there with this lizard and the cold I'm, I'm like oh my god did they but just like made pause back. and stare at you no i think they like they just they, kept fighting they like yeah yeah it kept going on and then i think one of the guys bought the bike wow. from the other one because i because i heard <laughs> him go he was like this is events. a poor man's harley and I was like, "Were wow. you both stealing the same?" But like, anyway, there's a lot of backstory to that that I'm, I won't get into because now half the podcast is the story of our weekend. And you're but feeling better say, now. I'm feeling kind of better now. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling not nauseous. You know, I'm feeling a little bit more alert. Yeah, I'm feeling ready to wing it. And um, I apologize to everybody who barfed during the context of that. That story was pretty graphic. That was. We yeah. should probably bleep out half of that. <laughs> we should just like have a, a censored version.
0: But you know what? We've got the explicit tag on the episode. Uh, yeah, on right. the podcast, you know so you got yourselves into this, people. You did. Sponsored by Stamps.com. Yeah. Poop has been, from the very beginning, a focus on this show, so, you know, it had to get think back we there. I started
1: with a poop story. Of course. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um anyway. I
0: should also, you know, I have a pheasant uh, update to share. <laughs> a pheasant Because we've <laughs> got to keep them coming, right? I think a turkey's a part of the pheasant family, right? Yeah, I think Is that it's part thing? of the family, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I... Well, I guess to start, you know, we're now in a time of the year where we can leave our windows open and we just are hearing these lovely birds chirping in the morning. Sometimes mm. it gets a little bit irritating, but I imagine most of you don't have to wake up to uh, go,
2: go, go, go,
0: <laughs> e- each morning, but... This has been my life now. I mean, it isn't every morning because they're like they're mysterious animals, right? It'll just happen all of a sudden they for work like a concentrated
1: time frame. And what then, are they doing? Are like because they, then they do this? They just settle in, a, in neighborhoods and then they just kind of and then disappear. they're just gone. And then they don't they don't say goodbye. No, no, they leave a trail of poop Assholes.
0: all over your yard. but they do you know, speaking of poop, the entire Green family. Um, exactly. So don't have them over either. <laughs> so, so uh, the, anyway, one of these mornings, I'm driving and. I'm uh, as I'm on my way to the train station. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I'm driving and uh, I honestly, for a moment, thought it was a bald eagle. Flew down into the street and just landed into the middle of the sh- street. Okay, oh and I'm God. by myself and I literally out loud say, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and and the thing just lands and and like the wingspan alone, I thought it was like an eagle. They're
1: huge. Yeah,
0: huge. But, it, of course, as soon as it closed its wings and landed, it was a goddamn turkey. You saw the fat little body. It was the fat, yeah. annoying... <laughs> like, you're
1: not a, a hawk.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing just it's landed just right dinosaur. there, right? And, yeah. just, and just goes on its way. <laughs> so, I guess what I'm... I just wanted to put out a quick PSA here. Just watch where you're going. Watch the road. There could be a turkey at any moment, right in front of your car, or a bike getting stolen, or a bike getting stolen, <laughs> or someone nunch. shitting vulgar, <laughs> or, or
1: a lizard's violently at, right. all over the place.
0: Right. <laughs> it's a dangerous world. It is a dangerous world, yeah. and
1: that's the episode. Just <laughs> so, so today,
0: today we're talking about yeah, self today, care. Self care. Yeah, I think that's the right frame for this. You know, it, it's something I've been thinking about lately. Um, I started doing this thing in the summer. Now I took a few Fridays off, and the kids are in daycare. Um, and Bethany is at work, and so I've had a couple of these days now where I have a day to myself. Do you guys, do you remember what that's
1: like? <laughs> I'll make this brief, but I, I very occasionally still. Well, when Micah was doing her prerequisites for nursing school, yeah, there'd be a couple of times where I, w- where she would go stay at like at my parents or her parents' house uh-huh. for the night to work on it, and she'd bring the kids because you know I'd be at work during the day, so I would get home and I would have like the whole night to myself, and the whole day at work I'd be like, oh, I want to do this and this, and I'm right? going to do that, and I'm like, I have this like incredibly ambitious plan, oh, and then yeah. every single time that happened, it's like ten o'clock rolls around and I'm still lying on the floor eating smart food popcorn, <laughs> looking at a blank television, <laughs> <laughs> it's like because that's all I can do apparently when Isn't I'm alone is just sit there and just so, like veg this, out.
0: This is one of the things I wanted to talk about because right. um, it, first of all, if you're blessed to even have, you know, a few hours alone, um, <clears throat> there is this miraculous thing that happens where it's like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. What was life like? It's so quiet. And I, so I also, you know, for mine, I look forward to having all this time to do some projects because like the main reason wasn't to relax because, you know, you had mentioned this um In a past episode, like I can't relax for shit. Like I don't, I don't, I'm always in pursuit of relaxation. But when I get to a moment
1: where I could, I don't really, I can't do it. Could Because then, cause then, you, then you've done what you had set out to do, which is you've gotten to a point yeah. where you're ready to relax. And you're like, all right, I did it. Okay, yeah. now what's the next thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah right.
0: exactly. So so I plan out, you know, we have so many home projects. It's like the time of year to work on stuff outside and mm-hmm. all that. The patio and project. And so exactly, the patio project. Um. And so we were working on that. And so I've used the time and I, I have this whole list of things, okay? And I'm so ambitious by the morning. And, of course, I get like, you know half of a thing done <laughs> right. um, because it takes a turn for the worst and becomes a bigger project than I thought. Right. So there's that. But then this last Friday, I actually, um, well, I should mention too, it came on the heels of... Going to a U two concert on a Thursday oh, that's night. That's right. That's right. Um, which was also an then. amazing yeah. experience, you know. And another you like want to your sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want my sister. That's like a, been a thing for us. Um, I used to take Bethany to U two shows, but she's not a big fan in the disgusting <laughs> way that I am. Right. And so, and whereas my sister is, and so we we really enjoy this. And now we've been able to do it for the last couple of years, and it's it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So i have been looking forward to that, and I had a nice night out. You know, uh, came back, and the kids had already been asleep, of course, because it was late at night. And then the next morning, I have off. And so I, I really, this time I was like, all right, I'm going to spend some time just relaxing. Like I need mm-hmm. it, you know? And and I was up a little later for me <laughs> for, uh, the <laughs> night before, so I was like sleeping a little bit um so i'm out there on on my new patio mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting you know a couple of donuts and a coffee and a new yorker what else could you want so <laughs> you posted you saw, this i literally posted media. a picture of just that <laughs> um and it was an amazing it was a, it was so wonderful hashtag perfect friday yeah exactly it was amazing just to be out there and i had to share it with everyone just so you could feel totally jelly of me right um and it wasn't a jelly donut either um, oh well, well played. Yeah, sorry. Well played. That was a terrible you know, it's funny actually, moment. funny because actually, when I saw there. you check into the U two concert, I was yeah. like, "There's
1: no way he's coming to work tomorrow." Oh yeah, <laughs> like that, no. that is definitely he's going to take a day off. And he, and, of course, he I did. did. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And so I was sitting out there for a little while and like just enjoying the New Yorker. And then I'm like, "Oh, you know, I think I'll just go, you know, work on a few projects." I don't even remember. Oh yeah, I was painting. I had put up some trim around our house to f- repair some of it. Um, because it was starting to rot, and you don't mm-hmm. want to like let it get too bad, so I replaced it. But I never painted it again. So there was just like one coat of paint, and it was like one of these things that just lingers, and I wanted to check it off. right. And of course, that ended up taking like two hours. Then I get a call for some freelance web work that I do. That took another two hours and quickly my whole day like was escaping Mm. me. And then I'm in this moment where I have like a half hour before I have to pick up the kids and I'm like, all right, time to relax. (laughs) (laughs) And so I lay on a hammock for a little while. And and even that, honestly, like even just having that half hour was still an
1: actual half hour. Oh man, it was still
0: incredible. And in that moment I was thinking about the topic that I wanted to explore more with you now, which is like it is around this self care, and I guess one um, way of looking at this for me is balance. So there's there's so many ways we could talk about this, and oftentimes um, I think what we talk about is like just balancing all the shit that we have to deal with, you know, with having kids and like balancing time and some of the concrete stuff of just like you know balancing life. Like how do you keep it all straight? I think below all of that, there are there's a balancing act that's happening in terms of how we spend our time. And one way I've been thinking about this is uh, a tendency to focus on producing and consuming. Mm. And like there's a bit of a balancing act there in terms of, all right, I have this free time. um, I want to fill it with some stuff I can listen to or watch or read, you know, (laughs) right? So like you you, you just like consume as much as possible or shop, you know, I want to go out and buy some stuff. Um, Or there's producing. So I want to do some projects. I want to get this done. I want to feel productive. Um, and, and, like, there's obviously a place for both of those. I think both of us very much um, go pretty <laughs> extreme in both of those areas. Yes, yes. Um. And, and that's fine. Like, that's just how, you know, we're inclined towards that. We want to be productive. Um. We like consuming a lot of, you know, media and such. Uh, there is also a space that we also, I think, uh, do a pretty good job with sometimes. But, like, there's that reflection. Like, the just not doing as much and... You know, just experiencing life and kind of reflecting on it a bit. Um, and I don't know. I'm, I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but I, I do feel like it's worth calling out that as a society, I think we do glob on to the consuming and the producing a lot. And I worry about the reflection. And I think I'd put creation in this in this bucket as well. It's like time to just sort of create for the sake of creating, mm-hmm. you know, not because it's something you have to do for someone to be productive, but just like being and creating. I'm getting a little meta with this but but you know at the end of the day it's like we want to live meaningful lives and if we are on autopilot to use that free time that we have to just like consume shit and produce it's it's not free time it's not living a meaningful life either <laughs> right. in my mind you right. know like you just never feel like it's enough
1: right it, it never feels it never feels uh you you never find stasis it, it, for me it, like I, I I think I go through phases where I'm better at that than at other times yeah but I feel like like right now I I have none of that in my life none of that's st- none of that sort of static reflective time right um and and it it gets to me like sometimes I think because uh, I I used to just do nothing sometimes yeah and I, I used can't to even not, not even not even think about it it's just like I used to just not have anything to do and just look at. Sort of the light coming through the window. And <laughs> It was funny when I was really sick. Actually, like I had moments where that was. Yeah. I was kind of back in that, Although because right. I was it sick, you I couldn't into really it. like appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: it actually did. And I was thinking, do you about, ever have that thing when you're sick where it's like a little bit of you is like, oh, I'm gonna be able to stay home now. This is gonna be kind of uh, nice. Oh, oh, totally. Maybe but, not when you're not shitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: You
1: know, when I have like a bad cold, I'm like, yeah. okay, like I just like I can I'm too it's out an of it. Excuse and I have to, to get there. medicine. Yeah, <laughs> right. It is. Yeah, and and there's that's that's pretty messed up. It is. The fact that we look forward to being debilitated. Right. Because it means that we have an excuse. Yeah. At least to me, it's kind of like it's, it's, it's an excuse to stop our wheels turning. That's totally right. Because the second I do that w- without an excuse, mm-hmm. I feel very guilty Absolutely. and very nervous about it yeah. and I get very anxious. And I realize how much of my productivity is driven by a need to keep up with certain things that I've set in motion. So true. Or that people have expected of me. Yeah. And um, it feels like you're falling behind on life. Right, but we're yeah. not, and that's no. what's so weird about it. We're not. We have time, and we life really do. actually should should include some of what we're talking about right. here. But like, but I, I mean, I go like to, to keep up with my you know move counter on my Apple Watch. Like I go for a lot of walks and a lot of I go on the elliptical for long periods of time. Yeah, and I I never do that without like specifically listening to podcasts or audiobooks. Yeah, I don't commute anywhere without it. Or music. Uh And if I don't, then I feel like I've wasted time. But it's not wasting time. No. But at the same time, I know that on my infinite to-do list of things that I want to accomplish Mm -hmm. and things that I want to know about... I'm not going to be as caught up as I could have been otherwise, and it would
0: be a waste, right? It feels right. wasteful. It feels right. like
1: we're not uh, taking advantage of that time, right? And it's just so fucked up because we, mm-hmm. know, as we're talking about it now, like you and I are not going to disagree on this. No, we both feel but like we're going we go to go home. The next space. time we have this moment, we're not going to. We're probably not going to just relax. You no, know, quote quote, relax. I mean, even even at work, when I'm working on something, I'm also you know in the background like listening to music, or I'm, mm-hmm. or I'm specifically, yeah. or I'm getting distracted because I'm thinking about other things that I need to be getting to, or I'm answering emails or Skype things that are coming in, like. There's, there are very few times where I find myself just, for example, looking at dust particles fl- flying in the air. You yeah know? yeah. When I was a kid, I would do that all the time and I would marvel at them and look at like the way the air gusts were hitting them and um, or like just look at, like, for example, when I was sick, I was laying down more than I typically do. Mm-hmm. and I was looking at the way the room looked from a different vantage point. And I remember like we have these these poetry books um, on these floating shelves in our window. And I was looking at the underside of the books and I was realizing I have never looked at the bottom of that bookshelf. Before. I've yeah. just never done it before. Yeah. And that moment of realizing that I think was a really good and grounding thing. Because here's the thing with self-care, and we'll, we'll get more into this in a minute, but I, I think that it has mostly to do with a desire to be aware of ourselves mm. and from that to love ourselves, and then to allow that love to translate outward to other people. Yeah, and I think there's a very specific reason why millennials are the generation that are, that are the most um, into self care. Yep, it's because it's the most internet connected generation. And there was a great NPR um, article on this, which I'll we we'll can put in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. But it was talking about how um, millennials in general are like where all of these new trends in self care are coming from, like not just things like workouts and, and memberships, but things like you know um, meditation apps. And spa retreats and these various things. Um, And it's coming out of an an increased awareness of the necessity for self-care. And I think that the reason why we're so aware of that is because we're online and plugged in all the time. And we're hearing other people having this conversation. And we're hearing doctors tell us that it's good for us. And we're realizing that we have to make room for it because we're really aware in general. Yeah. But the problem is that to get to that point, we spend so much of our lives in this digital realm that we forget that we exist as, like, a corporeal entity sometimes, you know? Yeah. Just, like, in the day-to-day, my day-to-day life, like, sometimes I I don't even feel, like, proprioceptive. I don't even feel like, you know, like, I know where my arm ends and the wall begins kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because we're just always thinking about shit. and We're always, like, online typing things. Um, And there's something really beautiful and really necessary to me about laying down and looking at the underside of a bookshelf and feeling the weight of my body on the couch. Mm Mm-hmm. And feeling like the air pressure on my body and being like, oh, that's right. Like, I'm not only all of these digital simulacra. Like, I'm also yeah. Patrick. I'm also myself. And know? I also could levitate. <laughs> and I also couldn't le- right? well, we'll find out Otherwise, at the end of this episode. I mean, I say
0: that jokingly, of course. But, like, you never even have that kind of thought around <laughs> being able to levitate if it weren't for, like, dead time. For that time right. of, like, just not doing anything. And, you know, you hear creative people say this all the time, too, in, in terms of, like, Brilliant ideas they have. A lot of those ideas that people get just ca- happen when they're not focused on anything in particular.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why you are doing create, something.
0: Where well, like the showers, yeah, the shower, the drive. You know, a lot of mindless activity that now we fill with more and more stuff. Right. Um, and I also think as we talk about this idea of um, self care with millennials, there is also I feel like a dangerous um, aspect to this of what is self care because. I think that self-care can also be, rightfully so, some of the consuming that we're talking about are bucketed as self-care. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. I want to spend some time, you know, watching a show, playing a game, um, going out shopping. You know, a lot of that is perceived as self-care. And I don't want to take away from that because I actually think it can play a role in that. Um, I think even um, producing maybe some of that, you know, mostly that's not what we're talking about in terms of being productive, being self-care. But there's
1: an aspect of it. Um but I think It's that, interesting. You're right, a lot of those activities fit under what we would think of as being self-care. And I
0: actually don't I, I think they can be elements of it, but I I think what we're talking about is a little bit deeper than that. Um in that experiencing time with yourself and you know, some of that could just be staring at dust like you apparently are doing. <laughs> um or 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 it can be uh some of the Honestly, I think what we're doing now even, I I I mean for me. Having these kinds of conversations, you know, we don't come with, like, a fully fleshed out thing. Um, It's not, like, work for us Mm -hmm. at the moment. I hope it never is. If if it is, we'll stop doing it. You know (laughs) what I mean? Right, right. Um, But it's, like, being reflective and just taking time to, like, I don't know, (laughs) wing it, I guess. Well, because it's important to
1: note that, like... You and I both have work we could be doing right now. Right. Right. Like this is, but it's our lunch break and we're taking the lunch break. That's actually, so that's a concrete self care thing, which I think I, I brought up on the FOMO episode. Yeah. But if you do have time in your schedule, which you should under legal US restrictions <laughs> to take breaks, take the breaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and, but see, but here, I mean, like I've talked about on this show before, you fill that space I with stuff you it have with to do. so many things because I have so much shit yeah. going on. That, like, the thought of me taking a lunch break and not having a business call on mm-hmm. it or not listening to an album that I have to listen to to be able to do a review of it for a website, like things like that. Um, it's, I'm very far away from that. So I'm going to use this show as a <laughs> reminder to myself that it's okay to like just not do anything. Well, for and let's a while. be real, we're
0: going to remember that for like, you know, a day or two and then <laughs> right. fall back into our habits. I mean, the thing I, I say that somewhat, um, cynically but, it, it's, but it's, it's really hard it's hard for us to fight against that i i've really been i've continually been thinking back to the author i mentioned in our um episode on books uh, amy cross rosenthal who passed yeah, away right. about a year ago now from cancer and had written this amazing column um about why you should marry your husband you know it's just a mm-hmm. beautiful um column and it turns out a year later um just this past father's day her husband wrote a column in response to that oh wow like i'm the you know i'm the person oh, she told God. you to, yeah really you should check that out too um but you know in that initial column and then he brings it up again she talks about this um plan b you know because like for her um she had all of these plans of like what life would be like you know with her husband and and at the end of the day um you know with the little time that she knew she had left it was all about um Plan B, as in be just mm-hmm. being, you know, because like at the end of the day, there is something so wonderful about fully experiencing life and being okay with not being productive, not right. you know having to like fill every every moment of dead time with consuming something, and and bringing it back to kids, you know, it plays a deep role there. I think in the way that we model it for them, I've noticed this with myself where there's some moments that I have um, with my kids where we don't have a plan. And I'm just like with them. And those are some of the moments that really stick with me. Just, oh, like, those totally, are almost always the ones that right? stick with me. They're these yeah. like, you know, long stretches of just laughing at nothing yeah. or just like moments <laughs> that you wouldn't expect or shitting thinking, all over the place. I'm just
1: thinking how many times we laughed at farts this, <laughs> these past few days. That's like what got cause like Because yeah. Jude would like would rip, you know, would rip ass. Oh, and then, yeah. And then he would start laughing about it. Oh, man. Those would laughing, fart, and, and then Henry would fart. And then you like, each
0: make each other laugh so much. And then Michael would jump out a window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, poor Micah. But it is,
1: it is, it is. Uh, kids have a huge role in this, and um, yeah, I, I totally agree that the maybe part of why my life has become so structured and why I've lost some of that just individual time where I'm reflecting is because I do have built in three or four hours of reflection time every day because of the time that I'm with the kids. Yeah, you know, before and after work. Right. So you know, now that I think about it, I am still getting that. Mm-hmm. It's just not alone, but it's yeah. there is still this experiential slow time. Thing that I get, and it's a wonderful thing that kids do force on you. Isn't yeah, it? right, because because they can't be productive. and, yeah. and that's yeah. great, right? You don't because want them it means to be. that like you can just like look in the back, like when I talked about just exploring the sand with Jude. You know, yeah, like he got this awesome thing from my mom. Um, it's a it's like a little um like a, a vivarium for bugs that we find outside where you can like observe them under a microscope and like look at them. Oh yeah, they can yeah, that's yeah. super around. cool. Yeah, and uh, I was playing that with him yesterday while I was kind of recovering and working from home. And uh, and it was so just amazing just to like look at the the thorax on this bug and talk about the coloration on it and how beautiful it was yeah. and just watch it move around and like I, w- I didn't even have my watch on I was like you know what like I can get back to those emails it's totally fine I can take twenty minutes and look at right exactly and um and I do think that as parents we're lucky that we have that built into it you know, I think kids that's ground totally us true. and they also make us remember what it was like before life was complicated that's right. You know, and, and you don't, that's, that's valuable. And
0: I think we're trying to raise kids who aren't obsessively trying to be, you know, first of all, productive, which I mean, good luck with that. <laughs> right. Um, or, or consuming too. That's the other thing, right? Like, we don't want kids who are just going to constantly need, you know, to watch more stuff or take in more books or whatever. Like, even good stuff. Like, there's a limit to that. And it's, we, I think we acknowledge in our society that it's good for kids to just have like fun time. Right. You know, right. unplanned time. And right. I think that. I think it's still good for us, you know, and and I think the part with kids, we're really lucky to have that, and I also think that there's a role for the the absolute like alone time, mm-hmm. um, which I uh, you know it's extremely rare for me, and I'm sure you and any parent out there, um, so I'm still working through how to get that. But me too, um, and, and
1: I I really truly almost never do. Yeah, and, and, and then and, when you do, when I do, it's, it's like what do you do with it? Because you're rushing through things. Yeah, I, this is the same thing that I that I do. But the reason why, like I mentioned, I always end up like just on the floor with smart food, you know, and then going to bed. <laughs> Is because and like is because I'm just over I'm just like I'm hit in the uh, face by a forced need to relax and in that, that time. part is
0: also it plays into some decision paralysis that goes on there too right because yeah, like, there's oh, no what do I, I can't do with really this do time. all that right. so
1: I might as well just like sit here and like see if something's on television and then before you know it that time's gone that's by the day. that being said that's it it obviously is necessary to have time like that yes right because yes. when we were kids we had time Wedge like time. that all the time <laughs> yes. like when I was a teenager it's there so were whole true. Saturdays where like I didn't do anything but play one video game and man occasionally eat something good you memories know? about yeah, yeah, yeah exactly really important bag of doritos mountain dew yeah. and quake too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stay out of the basement mom <laughs> um and there is something really nice about having space like that um, there is and yeah. we lose it as adults and that's fine you know and the other thing that i struggle with is that as i've mentioned on the show many times i'm, I'm definitely um one of those people that believes in pursuing passions you know with your the full force of your curiosity yeah and i feel like it's difficult to have that mentality and also mm-hmm. have a lot of stasis. That's true. So just my personal struggle, I think, and which I will re-engage with as a result of this conversation, is to remember <laughs> that it's important to have space within that as well. Yeah. I mean, um, and
0: this is where it all comes back to the balancing because none of this, like you don't want any of it in the extreme. And also on the self-care side, I would say, and and millennials get flack for this, there is, there is a limit to that kind of um, individualistic thinking and – Maybe obsession with self, because mm-hmm. I think if we, if we overdo that, um, that's not healthy either. And in fact, you know, I'm actually, I've been, I say I've been, I always say I'm reading this great book by uh, the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu, but I've, <laughs> I've been reading it since like January. <laughs> yeah, this book is um, very long. It's very long. Yeah. It's not even that long. It just takes book. me, I read like a page, you know, every month it's or whatever. It's on cardboard. <laughs> 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 but, um, but there's a section there, and I want to talk more about that book at some point, because it's all about exploring, you know, joy, right? Right, right, um, right. And they talk about how so much of that is bound up in our focusing on others, and that like ultimately the path to a success to a happy life is is much more about um, your generosity and compassion and relationship with others than it is about yourself at all. Um, and that if we if we like if we put too much focus on ourselves, I feel like it it, it never actually leads to happiness because there's like a you're sort of putting yourself. Um there's an othering kind of thing that happens there with other people. But like at the end of the day in life, you know, anything good in life, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say anything, but so much of what's good in life is like in how we experience it with other people. Oh, right, um for right. us, you know, our kids are at the high top of that. Um, but anyway, I just again I wanted to bring it back to the balance there with self care of it. Like it's, it can't all be about you either, and that's not going to be healthy. <laughs>
1: but I, th- I think I think it's important to remember that the end game of self care isn't necessarily for yourself. The, that's right. I, to me, the end game of self care is living a full life. Yes. And if you live a full life, then you feel like you have the strength and the capacity to be empathetic and to go out. And if you, value, if you value yourself and if you're proactive about valuing yourself, then I think it's easier to value other people because that's exactly you realize right. what they're going through and you realize how hard it can be. You realize how life is much more complicated than just what's going on in your own situation. Yeah. But you also have to be aware of what's going on in your own situation. I don't
0: even need to talk about the book. You just summed it up. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the last chapter. <laughs> no, Spoiler no. alert. Yeah, exactly. No, but no, I, but I think right? that's so well said. Exactly. I, I, think,
1: I, think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's what it's all about. That's because, what
0: self-care should be about. Right. I don't think we always hear about it in that way is what I was trying to say. So, you know what right. I mean? Like I think we do often hear about it more in the case of like, oh, I should, you know, let myself go on a shopping spree or get a massage or this or that. And again, I'm not trying to um, say those are inherently bad things. It's just that if you keep going to that well, like it's never enough. Do you know mm.
1: what I mean? Well, you, just like anything, like yeah. if you keep going to the well of you know opioids, you're, yeah, it's never going to be enough. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like it's like anything. You have to do like you said, it's balance. It's all right? balance. It's, it's doing yeah. something. I think so. <laughs> I'm not saying take recreational opiates. I'm not saying this balance and, and in that. any amount. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, to, to be, be clear. clear, we are not. <laughs> but I'm saying we it's, need some it's sponsors, like, Patrick. I mean, you just, do, yeah, that, that yeah, crossed right. the line. <laughs> yeah, just be aware. Um, but I, I do think that it's about doing doing the right thing in the certain ratio. Yeah. You know exactly. Um to me, uh, uh, we could talk about strategies, I guess, before we wrap up for this. Um, I uh, Joining the Y was a big deal for us, as I've talked about on literally every single episode of the show. It's true. They really should be a sponsor. But they, uh, the Why They probably don't NCAA have money to sponsor Where us. the fun happens. <laughs> um, I, to, like, to me, that was a big deal because it was... Like the second I walked into it for the first time, I, yeah. I smelled the chlorine of the swimming pool and it brought the me back sweat. to my childhood and yeah. like, and, and being, sweat <laughs> made, made it disgusting. <laughs> Although yeah, there is sweat, <laughs> but it brought me back to that feeling of being a kid and going to swim lessons yeah. and going to karate practice and things. And these, these activities that I was doing purely just for the fun of it that my parents had paid for and had to think about, it. it was just this nice experience. And so when I walked into the Y with the kids and Micah for the first time, I was brought back to that feeling of. Exploration and of like having a physical body and using it and doing yeah. fun things that are difficult. The you know? being physical thing is such a, an important piece of it, I think right. too. And but, not just working out. That, that's the things that we we like. We, we go there for the gym membership primarily. Yeah. Yeah, 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 But also while we're there, like Jude and I will play basketball in the basketball courts, or we'll play soccer outside, awesome. or like you know, like Henry will run around and we'll throw a ball. You know, um, yeah, in the, near the, in the courts and like those moments to me are so great because it's it's exploratory. It's mm-hmm. not structured. And it's a chance to, like, get tired and get sweaty and get banged up and get hurt, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and to, like, have to get over that. And it's a it's a self-awareness thing. So that's that's one strategy that I've found. Right? I do. That's, and that's, one that's more word on that. Yeah. I, I really
0: agree with the physical aspect of this because I also think here again you talk about the balance. And I think when you talk about, like, working out, for example, um, an extreme of that can be an, a total obsession with, like, having the perfect body or, right. you know, losing weight or whatever that might be. And you work out as a means of getting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I would say, less healthy um mechanism or approach to working out in my opinion um i think there is an inherent value in that physical activity and what it does for your mental um space at least i i have found so like you know i, I when i did go to the gym i haven't been as much as i want to <laughs> um and so i would you know like run after work and for me that was like a refresh moment in my day where you know right. you get done with a long day and it's nice to just like reset and have some space where just like that movement and that um Cardio, I find, is just really refreshing. Yeah, you know, and, and so your body
1: feels it, like the endorphins yeah, your body afterwards. feels
0: it, your brain, you yeah. know, feels it, and, and it's wonderful. So, like that is a really good example where you know, self care. You talk about the balance, and it's like you got to find the balance that's right for you, of course. Um, but with all of these things, it, it is about the balance, yeah. you know.
1: And like, and and you're you're right. If I were going there specifically to bodybuild or something, yeah. I, I would probably be treating it like work, you know? Right. But, but I'm, I'm not. I don't have the time for that. I don't have the desire for you that. You don't like, have the I, body for I, it. <laughs> I was born perfect. <laughs> I'm there to, to just be healthy and yeah. just be active. And yeah. then you come away from it and you're like, oh, okay, I did something productive. Like, I right. feel good. I feel like I didn't kill my body today. That was nice. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. So
1: what? So I know you you do a lot of meditation stuff, right? Yeah,
0: I try to. I mean, you know, Headspace, I think we've talked about a little bit. And yeah. I find that to be a really great. Um, it's an app that you can use. And it just walks you through different meditations about different themes. So if Mm -hmm. there's something you want to work on or, you know, doing one now on priorities, you know, and like how to better prioritize things in life. And it's great because it just gets you into a routine. And like when I was doing it every day, I really do notice a difference in... My mental state. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, it is a really good way of like just forcing that, you know, that being in the moment. So I would highly recommend that one. And actually, for me, I, you know, I I actually did it on the train, (laughs) which is like, you'd think of it as like one of the worst places to try to meditate. But that's honestly um, where I do it. When I use Headspace, I do it on the train. It's a place where you have the time, you know, it doesn't have to get filled with something else. For me, I don't even have a good connection on the train. So it's like, I can only be so productive. Um, And so I know what's happening every day. And that's, you know, that's when I'll do it. But otherwise, I've not attained a state yet where I can like make myself get up, you know, even 15 minutes earlier and just do this in silence. I probably would be even happier, you know, doing that. Uh, Maybe I'll get there. Um, for me, that's like the Dalai Lama state. You know, even if I just get to 15 minutes, as opposed to his five hours a day, <laughs> right? Uh, I'll
1: be good. But see, what's funny is that the Dalai Lama says that, um, you know, that happiness is about serving other people. Yeah. yeah, he spends five hours a day in his own head right? meditating I was thinking right? about that right? too. and praying. Oh, and, so, and like,
0: I totally, <clears throat> I mean, to say. I, I feel like that is a. Um, I condensed it down to that, but
1: it's not actually the full what, of what they're saying, uh, the right, Dalai Lama. Right. And but, Desma well, well, that's why I think the whole point
0: is that. It's like an acknowledgement of that, exactly. That the,
1: the inner awareness translating outward into love, you know? Right. Yeah, right? exactly. I think that's totally true. i got to read this book. Oh, man, you do. The Book of
0: Joy. Check it out. Yeah. And then we can have a conversation about it. Um, You'll probably finish it before I do if you start it, like, today.
1: <laughs> I'm going to pick it up. It's going to be four pages long. Yeah. Like,
0: what have you been reading? And you do your, like, you still do that thing where you read it on, um, you read it and you do an audible version, right? I do that for a lot of and books, And then I yeah. imagine you're, like, marking it all up and you have, like, a chalkboard with notes on yeah, it. Yeah, I, like, and destroy books. You go, like, I, beautiful mind on
1: the book itself, <laughs> yeah. yeah i just, like, doing calculations <laughs> in the air. Um... I, that being said, reading time is very, very much a self care thing. For yes. me. And, and reading a physical book. So, like, this is—I'm not saying this because I'm like a luddite, um, but there is something slower about a physical book. Than yeah, going to a bookstore it is, and getting it—it it is nice. Like going to a bookstore and get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know sometimes. you can't just order on Amazon. Well, I, I mean, I literally have a book coming in today yeah. on Amazon. <laughs> but but I really love that sense of going to like the Concord Bookshop, for yeah. example, it's a great independent bookstore, and just like looking around and being like, you know what. I want to take that adventure, and and because it's of great. my lack of time, I, I don't. It takes me weeks to read a lot of novels, you know, like two three oh, yeah. weeks. And I love that. I love weeks, that. It's that's like hilarious, uh... <laughs> Patrick. For me, it's like months to a year. <laughs> to years. But anyway, but I love that feeling of knowing, like, this is an investment that I'll put a half hour into every yeah. day when I can. Yeah. And you have to like stop. At least I, because I suck at concentrating on things. I have to not be watching TV in the background or listening to music. Oh, yeah. It's like a very specific, like, it's time to, like, sit down and I'm just going to read this. And I'm going to, like, not, not look at my phone. My phone's nowhere near me. Right. I know it's vibrating. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to read this, this thing, you know? Yeah. And um, so to me, that's a, that's a big self-care thing as well. I if think, it were done too much, like we were saying, then that mm-hmm. would be different. But but it's it's not. It fits into my life in a really well, and, gentle way. And you know? too
0: much or like if, again, it becomes a means to some end, other end like, you know, I have to read all these books in order to fully understand this thing. Like maybe that is great and a productive thing to do in your life. But I think it, it strays from the kind of um, pace that we're talking about and the purpose behind it.
1: It's um, funny that a lot of the things we've been talking about as successful techniques so far are things that have an exploratory aspect to them. Yeah. They're things that are unstructured to a degree. Yeah. Like going for a run and just sort of seeing where you get to and coming back and not being like, I have to hit a good split time. After You know, <laughs> like the idea of just like going for a hike and being like, I guess I'm going to turn around now because it's getting kind of late. Yeah. Or the idea of just going into a bookstore and being like, that book looks interesting. I'm just going to read that, you know? Right. There is and and going to the Y and instead of just going on the in the weight room or something, going in the basketball courts and just seeing what balls are in the hoop and, or in the freaking in the basket everyone and, out by just like jumping into a game. <laughs> <that they're having laughs> yeah, now. being like, watch out! <laughs> but that it, there's something about unplannedness <laughs> that I think is also perhaps key. I think so. Yeah. What's, what's another strategy? You I think that, it could be.
0: Well, I think just carving out some time. Honestly, I mean, I'm only just starting to do this more now because you never you have such a little amount of it with kids now. Yeah. Um, and so if there's time you can take when they already have, you know, they're in daycare or they have some other um, planned thing going on, I think it's I think it's healthy. And and the other part, of course, that we haven't talked about is, like, time with our spouses. <laughs> um, yeah, we that's, like, that. <laughs> that's another really important. I think you're better at doing this than I am um, at carving out some time where, you know, we'll, well have we'll Honestly, that should be a, a whole
1: episode. I think, I think it think. should be, yeah. yeah.
0: The spouse relationship, I feel like, it has to be uh, something we dig deeper into because it's right. really important. And it's something that takes a lot of proactive effort. Yes, and, it's not going to just happen.
1: And it's it's crazy that like you know I mean Ma- Micah and I uh, have time together you know that we put aside every night. Yeah. But in terms of actual date nights, like we've gotten really bad about keeping up with. Them, oh, you we're know? terrible. At I mean, it's it, so. Yeah. It's so expensive for one thing, but also just from a time management perspective, it's like very rare that it's just a Tuesday night and we don't have anything that we have to do at night. Right. And we have an extra $120 lying around and we're like, let's just go out to dinner for the night and get a babysitter. Um, But we have to do that. And every time we do, it's funny, there's been a lot of dates that we've had over the last couple of years where the plan has been to go to a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we don't make it because the sitter's late or because something comes up. So we're like, you know, let's just go to margaritas and get a couple drinks, and you know, yeah. And then we see sit where we the there for night takes us. and it's, That's awesome. And have these wonderful conversations that go on and on, and then we're like, Oh, we got it. The babysitter's got to go home. We got to like yeah, turn around, <laughs> and it brings you back to that time period before kids, mm-hmm. which is important to revisit. I think. Oh man, I find this
0: too. On the nights where we decide not to just like watch something, which becomes a default, like you have an yes. hour, let's Oh my watch god, something. I know this is this is oh, right? we got to talk about this too. You this end is up having these so struggling wonderful with. conversations, yes, and, yeah. So we'll talk I was like, Why don't we
1: always do this? I know, and then I'm uh, sure then the next night comes, I'm gonna be tired yeah. and be like, Let's go watch fucking Westworld, exactly. <laughs> you know? But there's something beautiful about that, about being like, you know what, we don't really have to watch tv no, right now right? we don't even have to read together like let's just sit yeah. here do you still read out loud to each other um you will, sometimes i <laughs> know <laughs> i love i'm not making fun of it i love it but yeah talk yeah, about yeah, a occasionally there. yeah all um, right we gotta come back to that yeah topic we'll, we'll, for sure. we'll, come back, we'll come back to that but it's, it's true it's not just ooh, <laughs> it's not just ourselves it's also our spouses and yeah and so i think there's also something to be said here about making time for our lives pre-kids yep but also pre-relationship yes right yeah it's important to have time where you, it's okay if you're not doing anything in service of anybody else if you're just sitting around working on a project if you want to and, yeah. and if not it's okay to just play a video game yeah it's okay to just read or go for a walk and like to not feel guilty about it because um i feel guilty really big time in a lot of those oh, moments me too i feel like you know what if like i, I have this time i them. need to fix the cabinet like this is you know i gotta go to the hardware store it's a waste store. of time Right, but it's, but it's not. It's not. And that's what we have to remind ourselves underneath day all, in and day out. I
0: totally agree with you. Under all these roles, you know, we're dad, we're, uh, in our case, husbands, you know, um, and there are many other roles that we play in our work life and other settings, but underneath it all, we're still, like, there's still a person there that existed before any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to, you know, introduce yourself to them every once in a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: And 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 that's the self-care that we're yeah, talking about. Like, exactly. that's the self, right? It's deep, man. The, the self is, is looking back within and being like, who was I before there were expectations on me and before other people depended on me and before I had a salary before that I had I got to justify and before I was getting pooped on by everybody? <laughs> like, there was a time in there where I was just... Patrick, yeah. Where you were just John, yeah. And, and to be
0: honest, I was probably you know not a very great person then. So I don't want <laughs> well, to get too close to <laughs> right. that person, you know right. what I mean? But that
1: person still does exist, and, and you yeah. have to Scary care thought. for that person. Yeah, you know, yeah. Separate from everything else going on in your life, you have to make space to remember it. just the mm-hmm. inner person. So that, you, but that way, when you come back to those other things and those other people and those other situations, you can come at it with a fuller sense of who you You're are and a fuller your sense of self. who, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah totally right, which All is right. hopefully not covered in shit I think
0: we're I think we're going to have a better life this summer yeah if we can practice this in the summer when on one hand, that's when you should be like remember summers. You know that's yeah. the time where in you had this
1: time. But on the, yeah, yeah
0: right. <laughs> but on the other hand, that's the okay. hardest time because like plans every weekend I feel like gets planned already. It's crazy how um,
1: triple booked everything gets. Yeah, in the it summertime. is.
0: But you know, let's try it out this summer. Let's do it. We'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> let's we'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right, winglets. All right, make sure you keep listening to this amazing. Um, I don't even know what he's gonna say, but I'm so excited for. Well, Doug he's the beating it back from the future to explain whether or not you could levitate. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you later.
2: Bye. Hey, guys. I love the podcast. Just want to say keep up the good work and uh, let me get right to the question that you asked because when it comes time... Every father should be able to explain levitation to their children. That's an important thing, right? So uh let's uh let's discuss levitation for a second. So I think your your first question was has anyone spontaneously kind of by accident just started levitating and I'm pretty sure the answer would be no. Um, unfortunately. But uh is it is it possible um, well, if you're willing to have some sort of apparatus or some sort of instrument involved, then I think maybe it might be possible if you uh, sort of provide a lot of engineering and a lot of power to whatever this apparatus is. It wouldn't be easy, let's put it that way. Um, so what kind of levitation are we talking about? Uh, I'm assuming we're not talking about uh, I'm riding on a maglev train therefore by virtue of being on it I'm levitated I'm um, assuming we're not talking about I'm practicing for skydiving and I'm in a wind tunnel you want more like Sigourney Weaver and Ghostbusters where you just sort of start levitating above your bed or something like that so what sort of instrument could we put into uh, the bed that would allow you to sort of just start levitating all of a sudden um, so I was thinking about this and uh, I came up with sort of two possible scenarios. So uh, one, what, what does it mean to levitate? What sort of ingredients do you need to have there? So uh, the first thing is you need to be able to provide a force uh, greater than the force due to gravity so that you can rise. Uh, and the other thing is you need to have a force that happens to provide some sort of stability. So if you sort of move about a little bit you're not immediately going to be thrown from the bed, but you'll sort of stay there and, and stably levitate. Um, so uh, let's consider two possible ways you could do this, either electrically or magnetically. So the first one, electrically. So there is something called an ion trap. So basically anything that has some excess charge, it's electrically charged up, uh, you can stably levitate electrically charged objects with this, ion trap. Um, It's commonly used uh, to uh, trap and levitate charged atoms or molecules. Uh, This is uh, part of the technology used in uh, atomic clocks, for example. Um, And you can even, people have uh, levitated through this technique uh, small charged uh, things that aren't like atoms, like say, Uh, club moss spores or charged liquid droplets or something like this and what this apparatus kind of looks like is a a big metal ring uh, or in in the if you're trapping an atom or a molecule it's a tiny metal ring but if you have to levitate a person it would have to be a hula hoop sized metal ring let's say and you energize it with some oscillating electric field let's say and uh, the reason it has to be oscillating is due to a consequence of something known as Aronshaw's theorem. You can't statically levitate uh, uh, something, but you can with this dynamic field. Um, and basically, we could ask the question, well, how, how, what kind of voltage would you have to apply to this metal hula hoop that's maybe sitting on your bed uh, to actually levitate a person. So the first thing the person would have to do is they'd have to get all charged up. So they could do this by maybe rubbing their feet on a carpet or something for a really, really long time. And if we imagine they get like the maximum possible amount of charge on their body, uh, so much charge that if they got even a little bit more, it would basically start sort of uh, uh, breaking down air and sort of like making little lightning strikes off of your body or something like that. Um, so if you do that, uh, how what kind of voltage would you need to have on this hula hoop? Uh, it turns out uh, if I did this calculation right, which I make no guarantee to its correctness, but if I did it right, you would need about a gigavolt um, a voltage amplitude, an oscillating gigavolt of voltage, um, on this hula hoop. And to give you a sense of how much voltage that is, that's, uh, basically the voltage, uh, difference associated with a lightning strike. So this hula hoop would be creating lightning. You'd be charged up so much that you were going to create little arcing spikes. Uh, and, and, uh, so this, this probably would not be a, a good way to try and do this. Um, the, the person is simply just too heavy um, to try and levitate them this way. So uh, another way to go would be to try and do this magnetically. Um, so you can see videos on the Internet of uh, a frog being levitated with a magnet, and the frog is not wearing any special device or anything. It's just being a frog, and it's just being levitated in this magnet, Uh, which is pretty cool, and uh, this has the added benefit that the magnetic field is static. um, It's not changing, and to the best of our knowledge, uh, people are not hurt by static magnetic fields. Uh, So the frog actually survives the levitation experiment and maybe goes on to have a nice froggy life. Uh, so I'm told. So, uh, how does this work exactly? Basically, the frog has a lot of water in it, and, uh, water, uh, is a pretty good diamagnetic material. Diamagnetism is sort of a quantum, um, property. It's quantum type of, uh, magnetism. And basically, the magnetic field interacts with the water through this diamagnetic interaction here and what's happening is essentially the the magnetic field uh is uh inducing uh, a magnetism in the water all right that is exactly going to point opposite to the field that is trying to uh that is doing the inducing okay so it's kind of like uh, creating another little bar magnet which has the poles, uh, like poles, sort of aligned. So that way the frog is going to feel a push away from the magnet, this big magnet, creating this static field. And it does so in a way that you can get around Aronshaw's theorem, which I was talking about a second ago, where it's always going to sort of follow the field lines and point opposite to it Um, if you tried doing this for example with two permanent magnets um, this this wouldn't work it would be kind of like trying to uh, balance a pencil on your finger you'd have to keep sort of moving the magnets around and eventually the magnet would just sort of topple over and then the the uh, instead of the like poles the opposite poles would be facing each other and then it would the magnets would come back together and you wouldn't be able to get that stable levitation Uh, factor Um, and so how much field would you need okay Uh, to levitate the frog I think they had like around 10 Tesla um, uh, was the magnetic field strength to give you a sense of how big that is um, so the earth's magnetic field is like 10 to the minus 5 Tesla so that's like about a million times stronger than the earth's magnetic field which is responsible for making, say, compass needles point to to north. Um, And uh, your refrigerator magnet's, like, a thousand times stronger than the earth field, so it's a thousand times stronger than that. And, And basically, MRI machines are the only thing I can think of that create fields sort of comparable to what's required to levitate the frog. But a person is, of course, much bigger than a frog, so you'd have to sort of scale this up, and you might have to go up to say, I don't know, 50 tesla or something like that to uh, levitate the person. Has anyone ever created a magnetic field that's 50 tesla strong? Uh, I have no idea. Probably not. Um, that's 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 really high. Maybe maybe so. I'm not sure. Um, and. So, uh, where does the sort of quantum levitation come into play, what Pat was talking about? So, if you have a superconducting material, so not, not say a frog, but let's say you had some sort of superconducting material, if you cool that material down and it's a so-called type one superconductor, then it actually is the idealized diamagnetic material. It becomes sort of a perfect diamagnet and it, uh, is really good at creating that field which opposes the field that's inducing the magnetism in um, the uh, superconductor. So those type 1 superconductors are are really uh, good at at levitating. Uh, What is more commonly referred to when they talk about quantum levitation is actually something to do with type 2 superconductors. And in that case, you can have something called flux pinning where you don't actually, you sort of have these impurities, so you, you break this idealized diamagnetic situation, and uh, as a result, the field lines sort of penetrate the superconductor a little bit, and those points where they penetrate, they basically, you, they don't wanna move, they wanna stay in the same spot, so you get this extra sort of stabilizing effect that's going on with these type two superconductors. So, um, uh could this be used for, for uh, levitating a person? Uh, perhaps. The advantage here is that uh, the magnetic field required to do this levitation is much lower because your uh, diamagnetism effect is, is much more pronounced than it is, say, in the case of the frog or just a person uh, inside uh, one of these large magnets. But uh, if you want to make it uh, the person you know superconducting or something like that they'd they'd probably die so that that wouldn't be good either so that there's of course that complication but anyway i hope that kind of gives you a sense of uh (laughs) what it might take to uh levitate a person uh electrically or through a magnetic interaction and uh anyway uh love the show and keep up the good work see ya